Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 42 of Secrets of Shadowloo. Uh, we are nearing the end of the Shadowloo Warriors section, which is mostly accurately named, but does also cover some non-warriors. Uh, we talked about one of them yesterday, the manager Elias Sin, and we're talking about another one today. This is not an individual. It's a class of people who all share the same stats. Uh, these are Theons. Uh, these are kind of like the psychic priests of the Order of Heavenly Unity, which is Shadowloo's fake religion that it has spread throughout the world. The Order of Heavenly Unity is a fake religion in the sense that its tenets are just a big pack of lies uh, that Bison uses to manipulate people. But the supernatural powers of the Order are no lie and they are no joke, because Theons are, at least to some degree, students of Lerdrit. It works like this, quote, Bison's recently founded Order of Heavenly Unity has become the home of individuals who are unable to survive the physically demanding regimen of Lerdrit training. Though appalled at the pathetic physical conditioning of these people, Bison allowed them to live and still trained them in some of the psychic arts of Lerdret. These men and women became theons, ranking officials within the Order of Heavenly Unity. So there's a whole uh, ecosystem of evil happening on Riganka, which could definitely be the name of a Street Fighter adventure module set in Riganka. Ecology of Evil, trademark Chris Newton, do not steal. In this ecology of evil, M. Bison, as we know, is always looking for the next wannabe dictator or violent megalomaniac who will seek to usurp him, giving him Bison an excuse to fist fight for his life, which is just the life situation he's most comfortable in. However, inevitably, that's a, that's a winnowing process. Out of an incoming class of 50 Lerdrit students who are potentially world dictators, very few are going to actually achieve M. Bison's hopes for them, rather than simply wasting them by dumping them down one of the innumerable trapdoors all over Mriganka, M. Bison ships injured students of Lerdrit off to the Order of Heavenly Unity, to become official clergy of the order, to use whatever psychic powers they're capable of in the furtherance of the sham faith. Quote, under the direction of Arch Theon Akazan, Theons spread out across the globe, establishing cults of followers. The Theons are charged with the duty of finding the wretched and disheartened throughout the world and bringing them into the fold of the order, brainwashing the unfortunates into the falsified beliefs of the order. Theons are very good at what they do, utilizing their psychic powers to overwhelm the minds of potential followers. More than one Street Fighter has been overwhelmed by a mob of Heavenly Unity cultists who are driven into a murderous frenzy by their Theon. And just to skip down to the character sheet to be clear about what kind of psychic powers we're talking about, the typical Theon has telepathy, psychic vice, and mind reading. So they don't have mind control, but they can definitely wear down the willpower of potential followers and then presumably kind of convert them while they're weak, the old-fashioned way, rather than directly mind controlling them. Now, as you might expect, for a group of people whose ideal career was demonic world conqueror, but who settled for professional brainwasher, Theons typically have zero honor. This raises the question of how they're supposed to fuel all of these psychic powers, since it's going to be very hard for them to refill their chi. Fortunately, Bison foresaw this problem and outfitted the Theons with an accessory. Quote, Each Theon is given a Theon pendant, which is a fragment of Bison's meteorite attached to an iron chain uh, that they wear around their necks. And here's how it works. Quote, the wearer of a Theon pendant has access to mystic energies. He can draw two points of chi from the amulet each day. Instead of using his own chi for a special maneuver, the wearer can instead use chi from the pendant stone. 
The pendant restores its chi each night and can be used again the following day. Some larger pendants, such as the one worn by Akazan, can store more than two points of chi, but such pendants are rare. But, as always, when opponents of the player characters have a valuable item you can rip off their body, there is a drawback. Quote, Anyone using chi from the pendant will have his mind poisoned by the pendant's evil influences. The wearer will lose one point of temporary honor for each point of chi used from the pendant. If this loss of honor takes a fighter's temporary honor below zero, the fighter must immediately trade in a point of permanent honor for 10 points of temporary honor. The fighter will lose points of temporary honor for using the pendant's chi from her new 10 points of temporary honor. Just as in regular play, if a player character's permanent and temporary honor both go below zero, the character is immediately taken out of play. So basically, if your honor goes below zero, then you have been irretrievably converted to the dark side, and you could look at it as the pendant helps that along. I prefer to see it as the pendant runs on good deeds. Every time you use a point of chi from it, you lose a temporary honor, but when you do good deeds, at least good deeds related to the professional ethics of street fighting, uh, you gain a point of honor. So if you do good deeds, you'll counterbalance it, and you'll be able to use the mind-poisoning power of the pendant indefinitely. But obviously this doesn't apply to the Theons, who either before or after they get the Pendant end up at Honor Zero and, and are completely gone, corrupted by the Meteorite. Now Theons are a little bit wizardy for my tastes, right? We're playing Street Fighter. If I wanted to face bald guys in robes who could mind fuck me, I'd play D&D and go hit some wizards with my barbarian axe, right? Theons just aren't that interesting. What's more interesting is Elias Sin, a character that I love, we talked about yesterday, who is an ex-Theon. I want to compare the Theon stats to Elias Sin stats to reveal two secrets of Shadaloo, one that I think I can crack and one that is going to remain a mystery. Let's start with the secret of Shadaloo that I can resolve for you today. Like Fernando de Gaulle, the other manager in the book, Elias Sin has honor not applicable, glory not applicable, and rank not applicable. Of those three ratings, the one that makes the most sense is rank not applicable because Elias Sin isn't a street fighter, right? Like my golf handicap is not 20 or 15 or even 50. My golf handicap is, I just had to Google golf handicap to find plausible numbers for this sentence. My golf handicap is null. If I were an NPC in an MMO, my golf flag would be off. You cannot perform the golf action on me. So it kind of makes sense if you're not a street fighter, you would have a not applicable rank in street fighting, right? But this is not the case with the generic Theon. The Theon has a rank of zero. Now, you might initially think, if we're talking about a scale of 1 to 10 on rank, 0 makes a lot of sense for a non-Street Fighter. But actually, I'm very confused as to how you can have a rank 0 in Street Fighting, and I'll tell you why. As we touched on briefly when we discussed the Spanish Ninja and maybe Czar of Washington, D.C., Corona, lower ranks of Street Fighting are quite forgiving. You've got to really fuck up not to be able to maintain at least a low rank, like a 2 or a 3. I don't think there is a floor for rank 1. Here's the full description from the core book. Quote, All new warriors begin with this rank. All great warriors start their careers here. A warrior of rank 1 is either a newcomer or someone who used to be a higher rank and made a serious vocational error, which is a euphemism for getting your ass kicked literally dozens of times in a row. Rank 1 warriors have fewer than one win for every 20 losses. So if you have no wins for every 20 losses, then you're rank 1. I think if you have no wins and no losses, you're rank 1. Yes? And you become a street fighter, I guess, just by fighting another street fighter and then calling that 900 number, right? I mean, if somebody leaves a flyer under your windshield wiper with that 900 number to call, if you beat somebody in a street fight, if you fold that up and put it in your purse, you're now a street fighter, 
a rank one street fighter, I think, although nobody knows it until you actually win or lose a street fight. The best I can figure is that, you know, speaking as we were of golf handicaps, maybe people who are officially entered in some capacity as street fighters, but who haven't ever had a street fight are rank zero by virtue of not being in any of the three divisions of street fighting yet. Like you have no credits and you haven't chosen a major, so to speak. You're just enrolled. I don't know who exactly would keep a sort of registry of street fighters. Could be like the ongoing street fighter circuit, the flash fire circuit. You know, whoever maintains the 900 number, I guess, could keep a list. But they seem way too loosey-goosey for that. And anyway, how would they end up knowing about you? Do they have a lot of people just calling the number saying, hey, just so you know, anonymous figures, I intend to eventually street fight. They might pretend to write your name down to be polite, but they don't have time for that shit. I think you go on the spreadsheet when you've got a win, loss, or draw to report. But there are other Street Fighter tournaments, and I guess if you were entered into them in some capacity or registered with them, and you had never had any Street Fight and had not even declared for a division, then maybe you would be rank zero. In the same way that, uh, according to the information I just googled, an official golf handicap can be issued by any golfing club that is affiliated with a golf union. So I guess maybe if you're an official tournament, you can you can issue someone an official rank, including a rank of zero. This raises the possibility that M. Bison has all the priests of his fake religion technically registered as street fighters, which when you think about it for even a second, of course he does. If M. Bison runs a religion, of course he's going to make it a part of your holy sham vows that you at least sign up to be a fully qualified and credentialed street fighter, even if he doesn't actually make you street fight. That's in character for Bison, and I have to admit, it's kind of badass. I mean, I'm an atheist, but if I were going to join a religion, I think it would be one where every member of the clergy is also technically accredited for pit fighting. That seems like a cool organization. So I think we've got that mystery under control. There's another secret of Shadowloo on this page that I cannot crack, though. And once again, it involves comparing the baseline Theon to Elias Sin. As I mentioned, the Theon has an honor of zero, which makes sense. They're doing evil things. They're wearing evil jewelry. You give it a few months on the job. Of course, they've got zero honor. But Elias Sin, like Fernando de Gaulle, has honor not applicable. He doesn't have zero points of honor. He has no honor score. I remind you that Elias Sin was once a Theon, and he may even still have his Theon pendant. I mean, it's not on his character sheet, but it's entirely possible. Why would they take it from him? He's out there doing official psychic Shadowloo business. You already gave the guy a pendant. Why pull the rug out from under him? just as his hypnosis responsibilities are increasing. But while it's very plausible for Elias Sin to have a Theon pendant, I have no idea how it would work. Is there ever a point when Elias Sin becomes irretrievably corrupted by the pendant? Because he doesn't have an honor score to be altered by the pendant. So I don't know how that spiritual interaction goes. Like, you got this evil glowing pendant, and it tries to extend its tendrils of psychic evil into Elias Sin's brain, and I guess maybe he just laughs it off. Like, fuck you, alien horror. I'm an agent. An agent for underground pit fighters. You have nothing to teach me of evil. Is that how it goes down? Or can Elias Sin not operate the pendant at all because he doesn't have any honor points to lose to power the chi transfer? It would kind of be weird if you can't use the pendant of pure evil if you're an excessively amoral person, but I guess that might be the case. I, I just, I have no idea. And this seems like a thing that could easily come up in a game, right? As a GM, you might give Elias Sin a Theon pendant, or if he were working with Theons, like say on Riganka, he might take one to try to get some extra chi. He's certainly got lots of psychic abilities that require chi. And yeah, I don't know how that goes. Honor not applicable is weird. It's a weird rating not to have a score in, as we discussed with Fernando de Gaulle. But I guess managers are just kind of above it all. Like maybe Elias Sin is kind of the Tom Bombadil 
to M. Bison Sauron, <laughs> which only makes me love Elias Sin more. With every day that passes, I have more affection for this shady motherfucker. Anyway, we'll have to leave that mystery at that. Join me next time as we conclude the Shadowloo Warriors section with a rundown of M. Bison's most expendable and petty foot soldiers, the Revenants, on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power.